0: everyone to a Thursday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host Tyler Crawley and we got a lot of information to get to on this morning's pod and we're going to start with mortgage demand which jumped yesterday morning almost 5% from one week earlier. It was almost 5%, not quite there, 4.9%. To be exact, this, of course, from the Mortgage Bankers Association weekly survey, and it was led by refis. Yeah, the refi index increased 7% from the previous week, but was 5% lower when compared to the same week one year ago. Purchases were up 2%, and interestingly enough, they were up a big when compared to the same time one year ago. So a lot of kind of interesting data, what's happening right now, because you look at mortgage rates on a weekly and yearly basis, very fascinating. So on a weekly basis, zero change. The 30 year fixed, 15 year fixed, No change whatsoever. The 30-year fixed holding steady at 3.03%, which is actually seven basis points lower than we were one year ago. The 15-year fixed, like I said, unchanged at 2.34%, down 30 basis points from the same time one year ago. And because of the big jump in refis, the refinance share of mortgage activity increased to 66.2%, which is up from 64.9% the previous week. Now, Joel Kahn, the Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting at the Mortgage Bankers Association said in a statement, the demand for homes does not appear to be dissipating despite the fact We are entering the fall season. Usually in the fall is when you see less activity. Not the case in 2021. Khan said, quote, purchase applications were up 25% from a year ago and the demand for higher balance loans pushed the average purchase loan size to another record high. We're going to talk a little bit about home prices because, yeah, they're they're high. Across the country. The strong interest in home buying observed this summer has carried over to the fall. So just another reason why 2021 is a little different than other years. Sure, things are cooling off, which that's what you kind of want to see. It can't stay hot forever. uh, But we're still up from what you would see in a typical fall Time when it comes to the housing market. We are going to talk about the existing home sales, which, like I said, everyone says, oh, here we go. We're pointing to the decline. Homes are cooling off, and it's true they were down, but there's a lot of data that you got to crunch. But before we get to that, I do want to talk about vacation homes. So we got the latest report from Redfin, their monthly report. They, of course, are looking at August 2021. And they found that year over year demand for vacation homes was down 19.3%. However, on a monthly basis, and you know, I didn't have the actual volume from month to month. But in July, the year over year demand was down 21%. Now it's only down 19.3%. So somewhat positive move on a monthly basis, but still big drop from where we were. This is the third month in a row that we have seen a drop when it comes to vacation homes. Now, despite a drop in demand, Interest in second homes is above pre-pandemic levels. For example, sales of vacation homes made up 6.7% of overall existing home sales in the first four months of the year, up from 5% in 2019, that according to the National Association of Realtors. Redfin lead economist Taylor Marr said in a statement that the housing market is returning to normal, saying, quote, the pandemic isn't over but the desire to escape isn't as intense as it was before. The housing market as a whole is still booming, just not as strongly as it was in the second half of 2020. Home buyer competition, migration, and a home sales growth have all slowed. And it should be noted that demand for vacation homes swelled to an increase of 172% in April of 2021. So sure. In comparison to a year ago, things looked down, but on the overall, things are actually above the pre-pandemic levels, as I mentioned earlier. But there's another component that I think is important to remember as well. This happened last week. We talked about it here on the podcast and, of course, in the morning newsletter. The FHFA last week suspended the 7% cap on second homes, which should open up more lenders, and this is for the most part regional lenders because national lenders weren't impacted as much because their presence is so much bigger versus say regional lenders that don't have the flexibility with regards to their portfolio. So this will open up more lenders to offer more a more competitive rate, I should say, when it comes to second homes. And you have to wonder if this could possibly reverse these trends that we have seen, because a lot of people, if you were trying to go to, let's say, the same person that did your home and you were going to a regional lender and they're like, ah, I, I, things with second homes are complicated right now. It might have dissuaded them. They may have tried to go to a bigger lender, but they could face problems with you know being able to close on time, getting the appraisal done, all the issues that people run into with much larger mortgage companies. This could obviously have an impact. So I'm not saying it's going to, I'm saying it could and we don't know because this happened just last week, so September's numbers may reflect that, but October will probably give us a better indication. So I wanna make a little mental note here when we're in November to look at October's numbers and see if this decision by the FHFA to suspend that 7% cap did in fact reverse the trends that we saw with Second Homes. But we got to end with the big report yesterday, full of data, important data, the existing home sales monthly report from the National Association of Realtors for the month of August. And well, it was mixed. I'm going to say mixed. Everyone's saying, "Uh oh, you know, housing is cooling because home sales fell 2%. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. We've seen record after record after record then it's like a 2% decline. All of a sudden, uh, it's the end of the world. Here comes the housing crash that we were all told about. So, yes, they did break a two-month streak of increases. So, housing was down 2%, a whopping 2%, to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of $5.88 million, And total sales were down 1.5% when compared to the same time a year ago, which is interesting because we're being told last month there's cooling, but then we're looking at the mortgage data for this week and we're seeing a huge spike from where we were a year ago when it comes to purchases. So just like I said, mixed data. Single family homes, that's always the big category, fell 1.9% from july which is also down 2.8 percent from a year ago and i was actually surprised by this because we've seen a lot of information a lot of data that inventory has been on the climb but according to the national association of realtors inventory fell in august A 1.5% drop from the year before, excuse me, from the month before, and down 13.4% from one year ago. So, as of right now, or I should say at the end of August, unsold inventory sits at a 2.6 month supply, which is unchanged from July and down from three months one year ago. Time on market was 17 days in August, also unchanged from July and down from 22 days in August 2020. In fact, 87% of homes sold in August were on the market for less than a month. I mentioned prices earlier. Big time movement in prices. The median existing home price was $356,700. That is a 14.9% increase when compared to the same time a year ago. That now marks the 114th straight month of year-over-year gains. Kind of a big deal. Uh, The median existing single-family home price was up 15.6% in August to $363,800. But it should be noted that that year-over-year increase is actually down. We saw bigger rates in the last two months So we are now actually, even though we're still seeing big year-over-year price increases, they're not as big as they were in the previous month. So yes, that is also a sign that things are starting to cool down. Now, it's always important to look at what's happening in the different regions. And I love the South because that's where I choose to live. And the South continues. And you can talk to any real estate agent, especially here in Wilmington, North Carolina. They will back this up. The South continues to see the most volume of all the other regions by far. In all honesty, the annual rate right now is 2.55 million. And this is despite the fact that we saw a 3% drop in August from the month before. And the median home price was up 12.8% to $303,200. Now, the next region that was closest volume wise was the Midwest, interestingly enough. But that's where we're hearing all the volumes happening, right? Well, usually it's the West and the South or the South and the Midwest, but the South is always included. And the South's volume is almost double what the Midwest is. The Midwest, which was second at 1.37 million. So like I said, almost double. Uh, They actually saw home sales fall 1.4% month over month and the median price was up 10% to two hundred and seventy-two thousand two hundred dollars, the West saw home sales fall 08 percent to an annual rate of one point two million, and yes, home prices were up eleven point four percent. To drumroll, the nationwide high of five hundred and seven thousand nine hundred dollars. That is just such an insane number. I'm never gonna get. I'm never gonna not be surprised or shocked when I see the over half a million dollar mark. I know. This is like three months. It's been over half a million dollars, but still, it just always surprises me or shocks me, I should say. Uh, and the Northeast actually saw the biggest year-over-year price appreciation, but has the slowest home sales rate. They aren't even over a million. They're at 730000 That's their rate right now. Sales fell 1.4%, but they were up, like I said, 16.8% with regards to price, to a median price of $407,800. So all, they're all kind of special in their own little way. Like the Northeast is last with regards to the volume, but second with regards to median price. And so it's just, it's, it's, things are still going very well in our four quadrants, our four regions here in the United States. Lawrence Yun, the NRA chief economist, says the housing market is showing signs of cooling, but we still need more homes on market, saying, quote, although there was a decline in home purchases, potential buyers are out and about searching, but much more measured about their financial limits and simply waiting for more inventory. And still going back to inventory, I was shocked that Inventories were down in August. We've seen so much data that inventories have been increasing, and yet here we are in August down from the prior month. Now, we have to we have to discuss what happened with the Fed. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. We have to discuss what happened with the Fed yesterday. Not surprising. Now, once again, good job, Jerome Powell, calming the markets up 300 points. But... He did give a little hint that we could see the tapering begin in November. He didn't say it definitely was going to happen, but he put that bug in our ear to get everyone prepared because he made it very clear that before they did anything, they were going to let us know and they were going to make it very clear so we could all plan accordingly. And so we could see tapering the next meeting in November. He also said we could see a rate hike next year, possibly. A lot of people said, oh, it's not going to happen until 2023. Powell saying, well, maybe it might happen in 2022. But other than that, the markets reacted well to Jerome Powell. He did his job. That's what he's supposed to do, calm the markets. And that's what happened. First green day in a while on Wall Street. <laughs> that was up about 300 points. Just seeing all that green, it was wasn't used to it. And so good to see Jerome Powell making that move and uh, putting a little bug in our ear that we could see tapering happen in November. So like I said, plan accordingly. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll be back here Friday morning for another edition of Markets in Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.